0: Diving into the world of true crime, some cases have a unique way of grabbing your attention. Undeniably, one such case is the murder trial of Travis Rudolph, a former football player for Florida State University. Previously shining on the football fields, Rudolph now stands on a different and grim platform. A murder trial. Not just any trial. He stares at grave charges, one count of murder, and three counts of attempted murder. This narrative begins with the opening statements, which couldn't be more contrasting. One camp paints Rudolph as the villain who willingly picked up an AR-15 and opened fire, while the other camp positions him as the victim cornered and forced to defend himself. As the courtroom drama unfolds, the trial is riddled with twists and turns, with Rudolph's future precariously hanging in the balance. So fasten your seatbelts as we unravel a story loaded with violence, betrayal, and a fatal shooting. The curtain rises on a tale that promises to be as complex as it is compelling. The entire scenario kicked off with a confrontation that spiraled into chaos. Travis Rudolph, an erstwhile football player from Florida State University, found himself in a heated disagreement with his girlfriend. This marked the beginning of a series of dramatic unfoldings. In the midst of the argument, she sent out a text message to four men. Her intent was not them to cause harm to, as she states. The men were summoned to supposedly de-escalate the heated situation. However, instead of calming things down, a violent clash broke out. Amidst the chaos, Rudolph took possession of an AR-15 and fired a staggering 39 rounds at a vehicle trying to flee the scene. One of those bullets hit home, fatally wounding one of the men. This event resulted in the tragic death of one man and Rudolph finding himself in the midst of serious legal charges. As the trial continued, Witness testimonies revealed a rather bleak scenario. One witness spoke of how he tried to intervene in the fight, aiming to provide their friend with an escape route. However, the defense attorney challenged the credibility of this witness implying that the individuals involved in the confrontation had sufficient time to dispose of any weapons. In the midst of all this, Rudolph's girlfriend emerged as a figure of interest. Her text messages and internet search activity sparked curiosity about her true
1: intentions.
2: Have you snooped around on his phone on prior occasions with his password?
1: No, because I, I just had surgery, so I haven't seen him in, like, I haven't seen him in a while. Oh, so you were snooping around because you were... Ju- I wouldn't use the word snoop. Overruled.
2: So you were snooping around because you were concerned about him seeing other women down in Miami. Isn't that the bottom line?
1: The bottom line is he was my boyfriend at the time. I haven't seen him in a month and I was curious. That's the bottom line.
2: Okay. You didn't want to lose him, right? Of course not. And when Travis said that he found um, Kyla's body more attractive than yours, you became infuriated. Right? No.
1: You
2: didn't? No. You You weren't upset that he found Kyla more attractive than you? No. When you saw the text from Kyla, you told the jury yesterday, it was time for me to go, you remember that? Correct. And when you saw the text from Kyla, Travis was still outside, right? He was out with his brother. You You were looking through his phone when he was outside. Correct. So you waited for Travis to come back into the house to confront him, did you not?
1: I more so didn't confront him, I just went into the room to grab my things.
2: So you didn't walk right out the door, did you?
1: I went to go grab my things and he seen his phone on the couch so he kind of put two and two together.
2: You waited for him to come back in so that you could confront him, isn't that what's happening?
1: I didn't confront him, he kind of confronted me about the situation because he seen his phone was open.
2: You wanted to hurt him and that's why you stayed in the house so that you could confront him? and then destroy his property did you not
1: no i wanted to grab my things and i wanted to leave
2: well you immediately went off on him didn't you no yesterday you told the jury i was i was hurt i was not angry you remember that yes you were actually very angry were you not
1: i was more so hurt than angry
2: but you were also angry
1: weren't you i was more so hurt than angry these testimonies
0: with their additional of complexity forced everyone to reevaluate what truly transpired that day. As the trial wrapped up, the main points of the case became clear. The argument that initially sparked between Rudolph and his girlfriend escalated into a violent melee with four men, ultimately resulting in a tragic shooting incident. Rudolph, handling an AR-15, executed 39 rounds while the men were attempting to flee, tragically taking one life. The testimonies provided an insight into the pandemonium that unfolded that day, with a witness recounting his futile effort to help a friend escape, which unexpectedly morphed into a fatal encounter.
3: At this point, any guns? No, not at this point. Uh, The
4: the fight that was going on, was it one-on-one?
3: No. Tell us about that. Um, It was a bunch of back and forth. Sometimes it'd be two-on-one, sometimes it's three-on-one, four-on-one, you know what I'm saying, between me and my brother.
4: How were they fighting with
3: you? Uh, they was they was like trying to hurt us really bad, like trying to kill us. I took it as they was trying to kill us. They kicking us, punching us. I got choked one time. Everything.
4: Okay. And were they saying anything to you during this uh during this battle? Yes,
3: they said we on demon time. Y'all gonna die today.
4: And what did that mean to you? Demon time. You know about that?
3: Like they basically like they don't excuse my language, to jurors, but they basically saying that I don't give a f about nothing. I'm coming to handle my business.
4: Is that a new term, demon time?
3: Yes. There was no talking, I got punched and now I'm getting jumped. And now me and my brother is fighting for our lives.
4: Well, they weren't there to find out your side of the story. No. They didn't care.
3: No, they didn't.
4: thought well, I like the police, huh?
3: Right.
1: Sustained.
4: So, you, you're, you're in a fight now. How long does it last, do you know? Or does it just seem like a long time?
3: Um, it seemed like a long time. I remember I was like out of breath, especially after I got choked. So it seemed like a pretty long time to me.
4: you an NFL player. You, you can't beat up three or four guys?
3: Nah. I mean, them guys knew what they was doing. Like I, I I felt like I couldn't get the upper hand, nor my brother. So.
4: All right. Did you lose sight of your brother at times? Yes. Tell us the best of your memory after the guys jumped on top of you. What, what do you remember after that?
3: Um, I remember, like I said, it was at one point – in the driveway, I was getting choked by Tyler, I believe. And my brother had came and like got him off me. When you
4: say Tyler, that's the guy without the shirt?
3: Yeah, the guy without the shirt. You know his
4: name now, obviously. Yes. Okay.
3: Um, and then after that, uh, like I was trying to like distance myself. And then I remember I went from like the bottom of the driveway to east. It will be east um, from looking from outside my house. I went east and Is
4: that towards Mr. Estee's home or away from his home?
3: um away. It'll be away from Mr. SC's home. Okay. And uh I remember at some point I get near the the palm tree with the bricks around it. What happens? Um during that time it was just me, Tyler and Sebastian and they were kinda trying to like angle me in. And when they was trying to angle me in, t- Sebastian was saying, You f with the wrong girl, you finna die today and then simultaneously when he was saying that I I seen Tyler he pulled out a firearm from his right.
0: Meanwhile, the defense tirelessly endeavored to recast Rudolph as the victim, not the instigator, casting doubts on the witnesses' abilities to accurately recount the events and hinting at possible inconsistencies in the evidence. This trial has indisputably sparked nationwide conversations, inciting debates about self-defense laws, the role of prominence in judicial proceedings, and the dangerous potential of escalating disputes. The Travis Rudolph case serves as a stark reminder of how swiftly a simple disagreement can transmute into a lethal showdown, leaving us puzzled with more questions than answers.